My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to the Oddscast podcast. I'm Don Julio, alongside Joe Delera, Terry Pates, producer Corey. The gang is back. We are betting live team sports. I'm so happy. Baseball's back. Uh, is it? Yeah, I, I, we're recording this on Monday, early Monday morning. Today, uh, we had reports that the Miami Marlins had a COVID breakout on their team. The Marlins game was canceled. The Yankees had to travel to Philadelphia where the breakout happened. They obviously couldn't go in the same clubhouse. Their game was canceled. So hot start to baseball. Couldn't get through a full one series before a breakout happens and games are postponed. I want to talk to you, Terry, first about baseball and this COVID breakout. This is the only sport, only team sport in America that's playing without a bubble. And Idiots. <laughs> I guess that's all you <laughs> the, the tone of the conversation, I guess, is uh, you're alluding to your thoughts on this. But do you think that baseball, A, will finish the season and B, what would it take for them to not finish the season if two teams potentially being part of a breakout uh, and, and they still are, are for all intents and purposes and for what we've been seeing reports, they are going ahead with the season at this point. So I, th- I think that there will be a season because the owners will make there be a season. Mm. Um, and I think that this will just make MLB um, make their policies more strict, uh, maybe adopt some policies from the NBA and NHL. Um, I think they are stupid not to play in a bubble or uh, hub cities for each, each East division, central mm-hmm. West, you know, New York has two baseball stadiums. Chicago has two baseball stadiums. LA has two baseball stadiums, theoretically. Um, you could have hosted them in those sites. You could have went to Florida, the world wide world of sports, whatever. But um, I think there way there isn't a season, as you saw, David Martinez was saying, because um, tr- they were going to Florida, I think. He was saying he was hoping that, you know, MLB made the right decision because he was nervous about his players and their families. So I think if there isn't a season, it's because the players go on strike. I agree. I think that the owners are going to drive this no matter what. This was a yeah. league that did that both parties in terms of the league and the uh, the players, the, the owners and the players, they didn't want to do the bubble initially. They had floated Florida and Arizona as kind of an east-west kind of bring the spring training model to the regular season and both both sides didn't want to do that. I think the owners didn't want to do that because of revenue concerns, obviously. I think the players yeah. did the players I think I just think didn't want to do it because they didn't want to be away from their families for let's also consider know, Arizona fair. and Florida the hottest zones you could be and, in right now. Let's make it a portal in I think it was more because they wouldn't have to leave for the playoffs. Like they Fucking were good make there. a baseball field. You don't even need a stadium right now. Oh like in the corn like how they're doing next shit. year. Yeah, Yankees and what Yankees White Sox. Yeah. The the floor the, fl- the most I, American I, thing is corn. So perfect. Put it in a cornfield. I can't overstate. 
I can't remember if when, because for a long time, when baseball shut down initially, when all sports shut down, we had all thought baseball was the least likely sport to have a season. And I can't remember at that time if Florida was breaking out, um, but it, it, it Florida, the location of Florida and Arizona um, for both geographic slash I think it was, reasons. I think it was when Florida was in denial. And they were just counting uh, COVID as pneumonia. I think I was they're a still one. in denial. If that if so. that's the barometer, I think they're still <laughs> in denial. Fair, fair, fair. But I think that's what it was specifically. Yeah, I think that it's a reflection on our country and our our lack of um, leadership and and consensus to come to just basic facts as a as a whole society like there there's we've politicized this you see other sports media figures most notably clay travis making tons of money off your of boy your making, boy i making tons of money <laughs> hurry up and disavow before of, i have to put it in i i i, I fucking hate clay travis because i <laughs> just you. think he's he's sold out like he's a pretty smart guy but he just sold out with his like denialism and just doubling and tripling down I this is a guy yeah. who said that there was going to be less than 3000 COVID deaths in March and everybody should calm down on the same. And now everybody should just be okay with people dying, like 150,000 people dying at a preventable uh, disaster, just because people drive cars and get into car accidents. Like that's listen, on this, like, you know, like on the same note though, if anyone wants to sponsor us, let us know. (laughs) But I think that baseball, it's good to see baseball coming back and it's good to see live sports. Um, The reason why we are doing this pod is to talk to Joe Delera about the NBA, which we will get into soon because they, they are coming back. Yeah. I mean, I think it just shows the difference between the NBA and honestly some of the other leagues that, uh, you know, that they've gone in the bubble and uh it's it's a it's a great scenario it's a lot better and i think it shows the difference between the nba and the mlb in particular well on how they're mean, handling the situation they I haven't w- even started the season yet you don't think the same thing could <laughs> no, happen I'm, to them in four four games in yeah Lou, Lou, coronavirus well okay, Lou, what Lou, they have done they have done scrimmages the nba has done scrimmages and Lou Williams can go out to another strip club in Orlando and then And that is exactly stop. why we don't like the Clippers. We're a Lakers <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I will so, I will give the MLB this like the NBA and NHL are in better positions because they already played through the majority of their season and just had to do like a playoff style Yeah. I think it would have been weird for the MLB and I think this is at at this point people were hoping that you know, things would taper down. At that point, we were thinking, most people were thinking that COVID would just get killed by the summer heat. RIP to that theory, but it's it's a... Global warming didn't help us. <laughs> but I think that it's, you know, you, you were either... You're, MLB was in a different situation. I, I hope and pray that the NFL is watching what's happening with the MLB with all attention and hopefully learning from their mistakes and figuring out what to do. Um, yeah. because they are most aligned with the MLB's model of just, let's just not have fans in the stadium. Let's keep travel the same and just hope things work out. 
but you know, I think those team sports are going to be, it's going to be tough. I mean, this is MLB, like, you know, you watch a game and you know, everybody's wearing masks in the dugout, but then the guys on first base are talking to each other, like with no masks. So it's like, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's an interesting, it's an interesting time. Did you see that? Absolutely. The the manager umpire fight where they both had to stop and put on their masks to yell at each other. (laughs) And then the manager wouldn't let the umpire get closer than six feet. Oh, that was electric. It reminded me of my old mediation days when you separate the parties for a little bit. And then they have to come in the room and try to get as angry as they just were, but it's really not there. The spark's gone. It's the perfect way to calm everybody down. But it sucks because you can't read their lips and you can't see the F-bombs that they might be dropping or well, maybe we'll get each some other some others. Some, well, well, you can't you, see any ass in the jackpot. You probably can hear the the arguers, the, the manager and the umpire, because when mm. there's a home run hit, you can hear guys in the dugout cheering. So yeah, now they can hear shit true. talk among each other. Yeah. Um, Trash okay. can banging. Yeah. It, it's like little league baseball for adults. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're going to be subjected to so many stupid fucking clips of Aaron Boone. Like, oh, my guys are savages. Oh, I only had to see that 5,000 times. No one gives a shit. We have NBA on tap. I just wanted to say on air to Terry Takes, producer Corey, great job on the three I'm open in the whole podcast. Yeah, Guys I are, no, none of my bets right. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm, great. A good time. I'm saying good job on, on, the, on the show, not necessarily the picks. Um, yeah. We have the WGC St. Jude Classic this weekend. I will be back to hopefully help terry see the light with some of these picks and maybe we'll put our collective brains together and, and hit some winners and some top 20s like we did the week before the 3m open but it was a good podcast i appreciate it i'm still looking into the witch doctor to see how we can uh yeah to, i've sent a see. few emails out got a couple inquiries out swimming about do witch yeah. doctors get emails i feel like they're more of like a carrier pigeon type messaging well, i figured if i send it out there they'll receive it however they wish computer or not sounds like a reddit a thing for reddit they probably have hotmail accounts i would think let me check the reddit thread on that i'll get back to you yeah okay but just wanted to check in on general sports the mlb yeah you know there's really not many storylines to talk about i mean obviously verlander going down with injuries there's been injuries left and right i think the biggest thing in terms of gambling if you're betting a team and this is, I think, the only piece of advice I have with baseball so far is if you're betting a team because of a pitcher, a starting pitcher, you better check that line. Yeah, and you better <laughs> you better do no action unless that pitcher is going to be in the game because I think there's going to be more scratches with guys going yeah. on the COVID injury list. There's going to be, especially with the ramped up testing that they're doing with these players. I think that you're going to see a lot of late scratches. And if you're finding early lines in the morning, by the time game time rolls around and their starter gets pulled, especially now where teams are in a 60 game season and they have to be ultra, ultra careful with how these guys are, are looking and playing in the beginning of the season and how they manage their injuries. I think that it's, it's a good idea to hit the no run or the no action there, especially if you're betting a team, just because they're starting pitcher, or if that's a big factor in your, yeah. in your bet. Yeah. Any other any other tips? Any other things you've seen 
for baseball season yeah i think it's it's kind of normal i mean i'm not really surprised that things are happening i think yeah. that there's still kind of the same parity between teams like the dodgers are two and two at this point you wouldn't have thought they would have split the series of the giants but they did the orioles won their series over the red sox red sox I, suck the tigers are two and one like this is this is a normal baseball season i don't think that i still think we're gonna see some weird weird teams down at the end but we'll we'll see royals yeah your royals Will never be. I mean, if the season know. ends, I mean, the Mets choked choked away the season in the last two games of the year. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if if the season ends, but I, I have I have some high hopes. Hopefully, they'll figure this thing out. All right, Joe Delara, you're going to be taking over for the basketball. Uh, back to action preview. I think we're just doing regular season stuff today. Yeah, so my plan for today is uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about general futures, but I want to talk mostly about the restart, the bubble situation, and where we can maybe find a little bit of value in uh, you know these uncertain times. So uh, that's that's my <laughs> these unprecedented times. I, I, just, <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. love I love turning on a podcast and hearing that after I see it all the time in my emails. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's the plan. And, uh, you know, it's going to be exciting. You're going to see me, uh, putting out picks daily and, uh, you're also going to see me writing, uh, for the action network, um, probably like an article or two every day. So we'll put those on the Twitter machine and, uh, by Twitter. So let's go. All right. I'll be following. All right. Awesome. So, uh, listen, so I don't know, Dom, I mean, we've been talking about this a little bit in terms of, uh, Futures betting. Is there any team that you like right now? I know you're. I know that you don't have a lot to say about this, but is there one team that you like? Yeah, I think that I'm going to definitely wait to see what the vibe is before I I bet any futures. I want to get a sense and feel of the teams, how they're just like. Yeah, because I, I, mean, I, I, I just think I think the no home court advantage thing is going to be so different. Yeah, and I, I I think because like in baseball, right? Like these teams were still playing in their home parks. Like it, baseball doesn't have any fans anyway in the first two months of the seasons, besides <laughs> opening day. Like it, it still doesn't. I don't think it affects the the game as much. So I was more confident betting futures in baseball, mm. yeah. and just like I would be in in football. Um, I think it does though, because stadiums are different dimensions, and you build your team generally. For the, for the stadium, or what yeah, stadium but uh, but I'm saying like basketball. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but but it's been a huge phenomenon, especially in the playoffs. That like home field is crazy. Like, at our home court is a crazy advantage, and so many times you'll see a team go start the start the series two zero and then lose games three and four, and really nothing's changed but home court. I mean, obviously matchups and things go in there, but I just think that in the NBA, especially home court seems to be a huge deal, even more so than yeah. hockey in the playoffs. Yeah, but, I mean, but, in, in game sevens, the home team wins about like 80% of the time, and they mm-hmm. kick in about three and a half points of value for game seven home field. So, or yeah. home court. So, I mean, it is it's critically important, and I think like if you see it in teams like the Sixers. The Sixers have been atrocious on the road mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and, and, that's, of, and that's something we're going to talk about today. Yeah, and I, I think to your question – as far as teams I'm watching and teams that I kind of like, like the Sixers are potentially one of those teams. Like if they come out and they don't look completely lost without a home court completely dedicated to them, like they have the talent to win in an exhibition type 
series. I Absolutely. Think, I Absolutely. think that I'm looking more towards teams that have depth. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that COVID is going to be as big of an issue if they are this crazy about the bubble. Like if somebody orders takeout, like they're going on the injury list. Like, yeah, I think Lou, that- like Lou Williams is such a liar though. Like <laughs> Lou Williams is saying like, oh, like I just went out for some chicken wings. Like, no. You went, you were ordering some fucking breasts and thighs and you were at that strip club, Lou. Like, come on. <laughs> so I'm looking for teams that have a lot of talent, like the Sixers I'm eyeing. Um, I, I'm thinking about fading the Bucks in the East. Uh, I love that, yeah. I Because I just think that, you know, the Celtics or the Sixers, I kind of like in the East. And then the West, like, I know the Lakers are – I think LeBron and AD's game fits an exhibition-type series so well. Yeah. But I do like a long-shot team, like maybe like the Trailblazers, if they can get in. Like, they have beaten down the Lakers in the regular season. Like, Dame Lillard, like Dame Lillard can just put up, like, 60 points in three games. And Any have game. It be, and, Any have game. It, and have the Lakers on their heels, and they're – getting some players back from injury. So I, I'm just looking at teams with just talent, like raw talent and yeah. betting more so for potential than I am in betting some of these favorites. Cause right now, like I would not think I like, I'm looking at DraftKings right now and the conference winners, like the Lakers are plus 150 Clippers are plus 180 to win the West. Like I'm not, yeah, sure like you're that. not betting that you can't bet that it's crazy. It's psychotic. Yeah. So, but, I'm, but I'm interested to see what you say about the restart. I'll be definitely, watching those games, reading your articles and kind of making my decisions about the futures market then. And I'll just eat whatever odds that come down. If a team's looking amazing and no, you know, no, yeah. no. I'm, I'm fine with that. So yeah, so, no, you, uh, you got to pick winners. Yeah. I, winners win. And you know, that's what we're about to do. So. All right, uh, Joe, take it away. Um, so yeah. So guys, I think we should talk about the East first. The East is a little bit more interesting um, in terms of the fact that the playoffs are kind of set, but I do think that seeding in the East is of more importance than seeding in the West right now. Um, so the way I kind of am looking at this, I see that, you know, the, the Bucks are realistically going to win the Eastern conference in terms of uh, getting the number one seed. Uh, but then we're looking at, you know, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Heat, and the Sixers, all kind of like the same. I don't know if you guys have a feeling about one of these teams that you kind of like to watch or like to look at or if you guys are backing a team during these playoffs. Um, I don't know about you, Producer Corey or Terry. Um, do you guys have a feeling about either of these teams that you like or any uh, of these? I like I like the Raptors, the the six. Yeah, the six. Right, the six. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, a, this I think case. I got a future bet on the Celtics. I have to double check, but if if so, I'm putting my eggs in that basket. I'll try to ride the wave. Yeah. So one of the th- go ahead. I just with the Raptors. I think as the defending champs, they are trying to prove to the world that they don't. They you know it wasn't just Kawhi. It was an entire team around them. Pascal, yeah. Pascal. That's his first Pascal. 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 Yeah. yeah. He's made some leaps and bounds, and from what I heard from some ESPN reports that they've essentially moved into the hotel, um, and they plan on staying there for a long time. Like, the hallways are all – They're ready. They're all decorated, like, as if it's the the hallway from the locker room to the court. It has pictures of all, like, different raptors hanging on the walls and stuff. Like the dinosaurs or – the dinosaurs or the – Okay. Okay. It's a cross-promotion for Jurassic Park 
I like this vibe. I like this vibe. So I think that that's an interesting point that you bring up, though, um, both of you, because, you, you know, uh, Corey, you said the Celtics and Terry, you said the, uh, the Raptors. The, the Bucs have, have been and really are massive favorites in the Eastern Conference. And I agree. It's something that Dom kind of mentioned on uh, about a little bit ago is fading the Bucs. Now, I think that there's a little bit of value in this idea uh, for a couple different reasons, one of which is that I think that um, in this type of season, and we've talked about this in the MLB podcast, but when there's uncertainty in sports or in anything, really, it favors the underdog in terms of variance. There's a lot going to be a lot of variance here, whether there's an injury or whether there's not, but like that's kind of where you're going to get some value. So. I like I like the Celtics a lot. I like the Celtics more than the Raptors. I think the Raptors are very good, but I think that the Raptors just don't they've struggled and they've shown that they struggled beating good teams. So part of what's going on here in the way that I'm looking at the Eastern Conference is that I think that the conference ranks out and the way that the standards finish is Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Sixers, Pacers, Magic, and then the Nets, I think, are going to wind up as the eight seed, but there is like a little bit of potential for the Wizards to kind of sneak in there because of the way the NBA kind of wrote their rules. And if any teams within four games of the number eight seed, then you can have a playoff, um, which is a double elimination for the nine and single elimination for the eight. So part of what's going on here is that I think that with the Sabonis is going to be missing some time for the Pacers. And I like the Pacers. I've kind of talked about the Pacers in prior NBA pods. But by him missing the seeding games, which is kind of what he said and what the Pacers have said, I think it opens up an avenue for the Sixers to move into the five slot. So the reason this is particularly important is that I think the Sixers are very good. I think that they're going to start playing, and it looks like they're going to start playing Ben Simmons at the four rather than the point guard position which opens up the court for them. I think that it lets Simmons kind of use his physical advantages to a better degree because he's going to be bringing stretch fours out to the point position. He's going to be making them do things that they're not typically used to doing. And the thing is here, the reason this is particularly important is that the Sixers are going to play the Heat then probably in the first round of the playoffs. And then the winner of that, series is realistically going to play the Bucks. So if you look at this situation, I think that you're going to have the Sixers playing the Bucks and the Sixers are one of the teams that physically match up with the Bucks in terms of size and Giannis and Ben Simmons or Giannis, Ben Simmons and Bede best players in that type of series. But I think that the Sixers have enough manpower between Simmons, Horford, and Embiid to stop and scheme against the box. And, so, and Ben Simmons made a three in a scrimmage. Uh, yeah, so I was actually going to talk. <laughs> I think it's a good point, though, because as a, is Ben Simmons now stretch four? Like, how do we feel about this? I mean, I, I think there's a prop bet, I think, on DraftKings, right, uh, for Ben Simmons to shoot, a, to shoot and make a three during the resume of the season. I'll believe it when he does it in a game. And it's yeah. also a very soft move to do it without fans in the stands. Come on. But, but the Sixers are a little soft. The Sixers are, were the worst team or one of the worst teams in the NBA 
at winning games away from home. They had the best home record, I think, outside of the Lakers, and they puckered. They just absolutely puckered on the road. So with no fans, maybe Ben Simmons is going to, you know, shoot some threes. Possibly. It also could be that they're – I guess Philly has strip clubs, some good strip clubs, so <laughs> from what I've heard. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think <laughs> so maybe it's not that. That's a bold claim. I was gonna. Go, I was gonna go with the James Harden narrative. Yeah, I mean the thing. <laughs> but now everyone is in Orlando, and uh, I don't know. I don't know how the strip club club quality is in Orlando versus Miami. Are they but, wearing uh, PPE? The strip. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They have like those uh, those clear raincoats they could probably wear. That should help. That would. Do you? But like when they strip like would you take off the raincoat or no it's clear you just take but off how do you how do you sh- how do you strip wearing the raincoat i don't know get creative get a big poncho size i think do you like pay extra to get or the, they could put them in plexiglass just i i think maybe you pay extra to get the raincoat off you're like listen you would die for me so i just That's, assume we're during approaching that. slave labor here like purchasing <laughs> people <laughs> not what i meant I assume that in corn or during the pandemic, they just put clothes on. <laughs> that turns me on now. That's like, actually yeah, funny. You yeah, care. so you pay, Mask, you pay them. Rule yeah. follower? Hell yeah. Oh, is that yeah, an M95? Is that an M95? I'm, yeah. I'm, far, I'm ready. <laughs> only a, only N95s in the champagne room. Yeah, if you go on like a Tuesday afternoon, they're all just wearing like the shitty surgical masks from three days yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> Don't go there on Monday afternoon. That's funny. That's <laughs> so uh, no, but I, I do think that the I do think that that type of uh, situation matters uh, in the East, especially. And I think the way these matchups are going to go, I think that you're going to see the Sixers playing the Bucks, and um, I think it creates an opportunity for. Uh, it, it seems funny to talk about it this way that the Pacers, you know, like an injury that happens to the Pacers winds up benefiting every other team besides the Pacers. But that's kind of what I think is happening Um, because I think that the Celtics are going to get an opportunity to avoid playing both the Bucs and the Sixers because the the Celtics are just not really built for playing either of those teams in terms of their size. They have a guy in Jason Tatum who is phenomenal. Um, He – you know, stretch the floor. And like right before the restart, he looked like one of the top, like he looked like a top 10 player in the NBA. Um, So I'm curious to see if he can pick that back up again, or if it's going to be like a flash in the pan. But I do think the Celtics are pretty deep. Uh, They have, you know, Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, who did say he would leave the bubble if it, uh, when his wife has the baby. Um, But then, you know, you also have Marcus Smart, uh, Jalen Brown, et cetera. I think that they their issue's size. I mean, the biggest asset that they have is the fact that Kyrie isn't on the team anymore. I totally, I actually totally agree with you. Imagine totally being his you. teammate in the bubble; it'd be awful. I feel like Kyrie would want to know if the bubble could be curved, like like how they would make the bubble, considering the Earth is flat, and like what the logistics of a bubble on a flat Earth would be. Mm, yeah, good point. So you know, I do wonder if Who's he, Siri is going off. That's me. I'm sorry. Jesus, Joe. Come on, listen. Hey Siri. Oh shit! I, I, I have the I have the I have the headphones in. So 
Uh, no, so I, I, I do think it creates an opportunity for not only the Celtics in the Eastern Conference, but it also – like, I really do like the Sixers in this type of format. I think that they're very good. I think that they have a lot of mental midgets on the team. But I do think that it gives them an opportunity for – uh, to win some games that they might not have considering their schedule. So like if you look at their schedule and I'm going to tie this in with one of the promos that's going on right now, FanDuel has a promo where if you bet $50 on a team to win the, uh, win the NBA title for each of the first five games of the season, you get $10 back. DraftKings also has a promo where if you opt in, both of these, you have to opt in. Critical that you opt in. But if you opt in on DraftKings, you can bet $25 on a team and you get a $25 free bet to use. I think it's either on opening night or another future. So one of the things that I like about the Sixers here is that their schedule is incredible. Their first five games coming back, so these are the five games if you're betting on FanDuel, you can win money back on, are the Pacers without DeMontis Sabonis, the Spurs, the Wizards, the Magic, and the Blazers. There's a 100% chance that, or not a 100% chance, there's always a chance, but they could definitely go 5-0 and in those games, and you could be riding a free bet on the Sixers to win the title, I think. Um, and I think worst case scenario, they'd maybe go 3-2 and here. But then if you look at the remaining games that they have, they play the Suns, they play the Raptors, and they play the Rockets. The last two games are probably the toughest games for them to play in terms of uh, talent that they're going to be up against. But in those last two games, you're going to have some motivation questions on who's trying to win, who's trying to lose, does it really matter? The Raptors are almost guaranteed to be the two seed. And then the Rockets, we'll have to see how that kind of shakes out in the West. So the bet that I love, uh, and I tweeted this pick out on July 3rd, is the Sixers over five and a half wins during the restart. I love this bet. The Sixers are going to be highly motivated to win. And I think that they are going to want to play the Miami Heat in the first round. Uh, not They match up well against the Celtics, but I really do think the Heat are not a good team. I think they've kind of played out of their shoes. And they're not – they just do not have the talent to necessarily match up with the Sixers. Um, so that's kind of – that's a bet that I really like. And uh, Matt Moore the Action Network also tweeted this out on uh, July 17th. So, it, you know, it's, it's, this is a pick that I think there's a lot of value to uh, during this restart, and I, like, I highly recommend it to uh, our listeners here. So that's only, that's only for the eight games, right? That's for the eight games, yeah. Got it. Okay. But, I, but, I, also, but I, also, I also do think that there is some value. If, it depends on what your future situation looks like. So if you – Good fair, job. fair. But I'm saying, like, if you if you have not bet on a team in the East to win the finals, like, I personally use that option on FanDuel. I use it for the Celtics. But if you maybe have a Celtics future already or you're looking for another team to fade the Bucks with, I think that you could be in a situation where you almost get a free $50 bet on the Sixers to win the NBA title um, based on their upcoming schedule here. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I think. And I think that I do, the Bucks are really good. Uh, but I do think that the Celtics ultimately come out of the East. We're going to have to see how the seeding goes and we'll have another pod at that point. But uh, I do, I, I like the Celtics a lot. Um, so moving on to the West, the 
Los Angeles teams are obviously prohibited favorites here. Um, we're looking at the obviously the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, and it's interesting because coming into this restart, you have Lou Williams uh, going to the strip club or whatever club he went to, whether it was chicken wings, chicken breasts, whatever. And he is going to be missing the first two seeding games. So I don't think that that ultimately matters too much for the Clippers, but I do think that uh, it shows that, or it's another thing where the Clippers, when they're not at full strength, they have some issues in with the production and they're not the same team. I think when they're at full strength, they could easily go maybe 8-0 during this restart, but without all of their people and without probably proper effort, I don't think that they're really able to do that. Um, do you – Got so one of the things that's interesting is here is in the Western Conference there are a lot more teams vying for that eighth playoff spot, and you're looking at the Grizzlies, the Blazers, the Pelicans, the Kings, the Spurs, and the Suns. Um, do have you guys looked at this at all? Do you guys like any play here, or uh, is there any team that you want to see make that eighth spot in the playoffs and you know face off with the Lakers? Yeah, let's get the Pelicans in. That's why the NBA, Adam Silver, made this rule to make sure that Zion got into the playoffs. So why not, you know, no half measures. Let's let's make it a full measure and get them in. Yeah, I mean, I, LeBron. I really do. I do agree with you. I think that the NBA is really risking a little bit of health and safety in terms of their players just to try to get Zion in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think the I think the referees will get the memo as well. <laughs> I uh, so one of the things that's going to be uh, interesting or uh, is looking at this is because I do I think it's almost impossible to not have a playoff in the Western Conference. So the Grizzlies have uh, a three and a half game lead over the. Blazers, the Pelicans, and the Kings, and a four-game lead over the lead over the Spurs. The Suns, for all intents and purposes, are eliminated. I don't really think that they're a threat here. Why are they there? I think just because of the way the algos kind of work, and they just couldn't just cut the Suns the Suns out with the criteria they were using. Mm. So I, I don't I don't think it's really that smart, but the Suns are there. So that is the, that's definitely something to consider. When you're when you're betting on these games here, that the uh, Suns are there, that the Suns are there, but it's just like why are they there? They don't really have an incentive, any way, shape, or form. I don't really think it's even really possible for them to slide into this uh, playoff. Um, I I think the Blazers probably have the most raw talent in terms of you know having Dame, having CJ McCollum, and then getting Joseph uh, Nurkic back, uh, who has on his career averaged 11 and a half points and eight rebounds. And I think that that's kind of an understated point as he has in the scrimmage games, he's been playing phenomenal. He's been playing, you know, like double, double basketball every game. So I, I think that they're an interesting piece there and they could maybe give more trouble than a traditional eight seed in this circumstance. Um, but I, I do think, I feel like the NBA really wants Zion and the Pelicans to get into the playoffs. Um, so one of the things that's in, one of the things is if you look at the Pelicans too, 
since Zion has really gotten onto the team. If you look at the last 15 games, they have one of the high, they have the number seven net rating in the NBA uh, and they're fifth in the Western conference. So they're a team that is not, uh, they're not a weak team. They're very strong. And I think that having Zion there has really elevated them to a different level, but they were, they're a young team. So you kind of have some questions on whether or not they're going to be able to sustain that once they actually hit the playoffs. And, uh, you know, can they pick up that magic that they kind of had uh, at the end of the season or the end of the season or so to speak, um, when, uh, you know, we got put off for essentially an entire off season. They're, they're in Disney World. There's magic everywhere, man. The most magical place on, on Earth. You don't they think they can find the magic? It's a good point, honestly. That's a good where point. where I left my magic. Yeah, they don't know any better. Like this is just an AAU tournament for them. That's true. Honestly, they're all. Please quote Mr. LeBron when you say that. I don't want to get sued here. Did he say that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, quote. They're all young. They're all young. LeBron James dash Michael Scott. There you go. (laughs) They're all young. They're all young enough. So, um, you know, Uh, I I have. I'm. I would love to see the Pelicans face off with the Lakers, just because I truly want to see what the refs are going to do. Oh, like who they're going to favor call-wise? Yeah. Is, are we not allowed to touch LeBron? Or are we going to take care of like the golden child who is probably going to rake in the cash for the NBA over the next decade? Yeah, and plus AD revenge. Pelicans revenge on AD. That would be cool. <laughs> so it's a That's great a, narrative. Yeah, well, and, like, and all the other guys, like Lonzo, BI, you know? So Yeah. I, there's like enough beef to fry up there for a full game. It would be a series? It would be a series. There's plenty to milk. It'd be great. And they'd yeah. be stuck in a bubble together. Wow. A lot of, also, lot side of, note, great content coming out of the bubble all around. I love the bubble. A lot of cow analogies for you there. A lot of beef, milk. Hmm. I just want to move to a farm. <laughs> I'm just it's, yeah. it's subconscious at this point. I'm sorry. Gotcha. I mean, that's kind of rare for somebody to want to do that, but I hope you do well. So um, I have Wi-Fi there. It's fine. I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect. But I, I, you know, I, I do, I do think that there's, I, I think the Pelicans have a very good chance at doing this. But in order to do that, they probably have to beat the Grizzlies like six times this season. So they essentially have to go six and zero oh against the Grizzlies. I, I just don't really see it happening. I think that there's going to almost, it's almost a lock for there to be a playoff in the Western. And uh, if you look at the way the odds are kind of structured, um, I. I have I have a lot of trouble, you know, getting around the Grizzlies. You know, the Grizzlies are minus one do, four uh, in real life as well. Also true. You can you, you run from a Grizzly? Ground. No, you want to stand run your ground. From, oh, you want to stand, stand your ground? ground. Yep. Make yourself okay. big. Make some noise. If it's a black bear, you have to fight back. Aim for the nose. If it's a Grizzly, I guess it comes at like you, a hammerhead like, shark. Yeah. yeah, I guess they should they should probably talk about that with the Tennessee you know, like criminal justice system, right? Like standard ground laws, right? Since the Grizzlies are there or no? I don't I know. Think, uh, I think the team's doing a great job at raising awareness of Grizzlies in this country. <laughs> we have a lot of brown bears. So, I, but, I, you know, they're minus 140 to make the playoffs after uh, after a play-in tournament, whether one exists or not. The Pelicans That's are no plus. That's no fun to bet on. No, I mean, I did, but the Pelicans are plus 330. The Suns, who are not going to do it, I'm not going to talk about them. The Blazers are plus 420, and the Kings are plus 1200. Um, I don't. 
I think that there's an opportunity for both the Blazers and for the Pelicans um, just based on level of talent. Because if you really compare the talent that you have on the Blazers and the Pelicans, they far outclass the Grizzlies. I just think that the Grizzlies is by nature of the schedule uh, are going to have they're, they're by the time, Yeah. They're just not going to, I don't think they're going to get passed for the eight seed. And I think that it's going to be very difficult to beat a team twice in a row. Uh, after maybe having to beat them another two times during the restart of this bubble. So I, I lean the Grizzlies to actually be the eight seed, but I do see paths for the Blazers and for the, uh, and for the Pelicans. I want the um, Pelicans. I think it'll be great. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but I think that one of the things that both of you guys are talking about is, you know, like you want the Pelicans to be there, right? So yes. when we're looking at these lines here, uh, like opening night, you have the first game back uh, is going to be Jazz Pelicans. And, you know, you're looking at the Jazz are plus two and a half point favorite or plus two and a half points, uh, quote unquote, on the road against the Pelicans. Now, I think that there's going to be, I think that, that actually kind of gives a little bit of value on the Jazz uh, just because the Jazz, I, I just don't see how, you know, you're going to look at this and say after a situation, uh, you know, like your first game back that the Jazz should be two and a half point underdogs uh, against the Pelicans on a, essentially a neutral court. Um, you still have Rudy Gobert, who is now back from the coronavirus. He obviously was one of the first people to be diagnosed in the United States and uh, in the well, NBA. Uh, let's don't sell him short. Rudy Gobert ended sports. Fair. He was the first domino to fall. That was like Fair. the thing that ended everything and sent us into quarantine. Deep yeah. A bunch of so microphones I am, and I, I had am, to stop going to work. I am thankful for him though. Thank you. Rudy. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I do think that the, I do think that this opens up an opportunity for betters to look at a, a situation like this where, you know, the, the jazz, the jazz have incentive to win this game. They're the way the the Western conference is situated. The jazz can move, during this restart, they can move all the way up to realistically the two seed and avoid a matchup with the Lakers in the second round of the playoffs. So I, I think that there's incentive for the jazz to win. There's obviously incentive for the Pelicans to win as well, but I think that they're, the public is overlooking a jazz team that is very good. That has, you know, put up uh, good performances this season in the past and has, you know, an all world defensive player in Rudy Gobert, who, you know, uh, like you guys said, you know, he might've defended the United States from uh, an even worse COVID outbreak because, you know, he brought some awareness to it. Um, so I, I, and I think that the, some of the personal struggles between him and Donovan Mitchell are a little bit overstated uh, just because, you know, that's what the media likes to do. They had nothing to write about. They're just going to talk about how they're not friends. Uh, and, you know, one got the other sick. I think that the Jazz are very good. And I think that they might create an opportunity as the line is trended up from plus one and a half to now plus two and a half. Um, we maybe will see plus three, plus three and a half. And I think that the Pelicans are going to be a very public team during this restart. And they might or I think they will present an opportunity to fade them at some value, uh, basically on every game that they play. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right that the line is going to be the bookmakers are going to make the lines, you know, in favor of knowing that people are going to bet on them 
So it's going to, there's not going to be a lot of value there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I, you know, I, I, at the end of the day, um, I think that we're going to see a pretty, uh, stagnant or so to speak, uh, top and bottom of the conference, uh, just in terms of the, I think the Lakers is going to be the one seed. And I think the Clippers will ultimately wind up as the two seed. And then I think you really, I think you're probably going to see the Grizzlies as the eight, but it's kind of hard to talk about playoff predictions right now because the, you know, the three through the seven seed and really, or, you know, the three through the seven seed are really only separated by four games and you have uh, four or five, six, only one game apart. So, um, you know, we'll have another pod talking about the playoff situation when we get to that. But I, is there any team that you guys like or that you want to root for besides the Pelicans in this playoffs or, you know, during this restart, uh, before we hit the playoffs? Um, uh, I mean, I, I'm rooting for the Rockets to win it all. I mean, if there's a year they win it, it should be this year. The season started <laughs> with Daryl Morey tweeting out his support for Hong Kong and inflaming the Communist Party of China, which then sent the NBA in a tailspin. Fast forward, we're now in the NBA playoffs in the middle of a pandemic wouldn't it be fitting for the NBA champion to be the Houston Rockets who one was in that controversy in the beginning of the season and two has been ridiculed the past five seasons for not being able to win an NBA championship. So why not yeah. this one? I do think that there would also be a particular level of irony considering the amount of times that James Harden travels and now the current American populace just is unable to travel anywhere throughout the world. So I think that James Harden could travel enough for all of us. Um, and I do, I think the Rockets are, have talent, you know, you have Harden, you have Westbrook, they're playing a different style of basketball and, you know, variants, like we've said before through almost every other sport where you're shooting so many threes, uh, that type of variance can lead to the underdogs being able to win. Um, so if you're going to throw a flyer on a team in the Western conference, I, I agree with Terry. I, I like the Rockets to, uh, maybe rise up and uh, maybe win, you know, maybe win the title, maybe win the Western Conference. Because um, I do think that whatever team comes out of the Western Conference is probably going to win the title. Yeah. You know, that NASA sends rockets into space from Houston, Texas, hence their name. And the other site is Cape Canaveral in Florida. So is there a connection near there? I, Home I field think advantage. There might be. Home field advantage. Be. I agree with you. I agree with you. So um, I, I think that if you, if you don't have a bet on the Lakers or the Clippers and you want to back one of them, you know, that, that's, an, that's a fine, like it's okay. I don't think there's a lot of value on that. But I do think that, uh, you know, returning back to this situation, you want to bet on an underdog. And if you're going to back a team, the Rockets are a team with, top-notch talent, MVP candidates, you know, MVP award winners. They have two guys on the team that have won MVP awards. I think that those types of players, even if one goes down and the other, you know, is still healthy, they could kind of push another team to a situation where, you know, they're not able to match up well. Um, and their, their odds are kind of juicy. You know, uh, the Rockets are uh, – what are the Rockets? <laughs> Eight to win uh, the conference. The Rockets are eight to one to win the conference, fourteen to one to win the title. And I, you know, I think that if you're going to bet on them, I, I think that 
if you think they're going to win the conference, I also would like to think that they're going to probably win the title um, because I, I think you fade the Bucks here. And most of the other Western or Eastern Conference teams, I think, are less talented than the Rockets. Uh, so I, I think it's an interesting situation. And I, and I do like the Rockets, too, uh, I, I, as a flyer to win the title. Thank, thank you for your approval. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, Terry. So uh, I, I think, does anybody have any last minute uh, or last, uh, last thoughts on the Western Conference of the NBA as a whole? I think that it, I'm very excited to get basketball back. I can't wait to see some more green check marks in my action network uh, profile. And uh, let's, I want to keep ripping, but do you guys have any thoughts on who you want to win or who you think is going to win the NBA title or just somebody that, you know, maybe you're rooting for to see uh, some drama. Uh, I'm rooting for storylines. I'm rooting for the public shaming that people will do to players such as, um, who went out to the strip club? Lou Williams. Lou Williams. Yeah. Just Lou Williams. Um, and just the stories that are going to come out of it. Yeah. Like so. the hotline has been so hot. The every, apparently like people are just calling in Dwight Howard nonstop. Uh, so apparently, I, don't, I, I, I don't know was, what he's doing. Apparently but. I listened to Rousseau's podcast. Um, and apparently Dwight Howard, the, the NBA had like a pool party for the players and he was the only one that showed up. So sounds about right. Just yep. trying to party. Sounds, sounds about right. I mean, listen, I understand wanting to party. Um, I understand, uh, you know, wanting to get out there and put yourself out there and be someone and feel something, but it's okay to not feel. So stay home, Dwight, do yourself a favor, do Lakers better as a favor. I hope you're listening to this podcast. Also, I'm, I'm curious to see what the NBA champion says when they win because you're in <laughs> Disney World, so where are you going to go? Epcot. I feel like you'd want to get the hell out of Disney incredible. World. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to get out. Holy I'll go shit. anywhere. I never even thought about this. This is great. I think we're way ahead of any other podcast on that. Yeah. yeah. Where, where the hell – like, get me the hell out of here. Terry, oh, I want – I, Terry, I want you to create lines for this, like where the winner of the NBA title is going to say they want to go. Does it have to be Disney property? It doesn't have to be. Maybe, maybe Disney, there could be like a Disney, Disney prop Japan. sheet. Yeah, like, or like Disney France. I heard that's a nice one if you're going to get married. <laughs> Tokyo, um, and they're the ones that did the uh, Scream on the Inside PSA. Universal <laughs> Studios. I yeah, just so, go down the street. <laughs> I just want to leave the bubble. Lou Williams is going to say he wants to go to the gentleman's club in Orlando. Um, you know, but who knows, you know, maybe they can Uber eat something different and, you know, go get it themselves. So I, I think that, uh, I think the NBA is going to be a lot of fun. I think they've got a lot better grip on it than the MLB. And I think that we're going to see some basketball here as much as Terry thought that we weren't going to see some basketball. Um, don't, you know, you're counting your chickens before they hatch. <laughs> it's okay i'm in give me some eggs all protein top of the food chain chickens on my new farm too <laughs> anytime you guys watch just let me know yeah so uh does anybody have, do you guys want to back a team uh is there any team that you're going to be rooting for throughout I mean, the I restart the and the playoffs i guess the celtics i do have a future 10 bucks Whatever. Yeah, I mean, Brad Stevens go. has had Brad Stevens has basically had an entire offseason to scheme up uh, plans to, you know, 
go through the playoffs. So I think he, I think the Celtics are going to be one of the more prepared teams in terms of coaching to handle the restart. Honestly, this, what I do every year since like 2011 is there's just always some possibility a New England team, a Boston team is going to win something. It's probably beneficial to just sprinkle a little bit at the beginning of every season, and eventually you'll probably make all that back. You're going to make it back. So what about you, Terry? Any team that you want to root for or uh, that you're going to pick? I said the Rockets. Okay, the Rockets I didn't know. The, the Rockets and the Raptors, 71 right. finals prediction. All right, let's lock, lock it in. Lock it in. So, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of many, I have a lot of bets on the Lakers, um, but I do think that the I agree with Terry. I think the Rockets have a shot in the Western Conference, and I uh, I'm, I think that fading the Bucks is the proper move. And I think that you know the one thing to remember throughout this is everybody's very excited to bet on these games again. There's gonna be a lot of games again. Remember to, as a general proposition, it's valuable and favorable. For, as a better to fade the public. So whatever your, maybe your gut is saying in terms of like this team is better when you're looking at these spreads, maybe bet the other side, you know, take a look at the bets to money, follow me on the action network, follow Terry on the action network, follow uh, producer Corey and uh, Dom and see what we're doing. Um, so that's our premier league parlays. <laughs> Corey's kicking corner. Lots so, of draws, uh, lots of draws. Yeah. So that's a, that's our look at the NBA right now. Uh, we'll, we'll bring it back again. A, you know, right before the playoffs actually start and uh, be looking out for some different articles. Follow us on the Twitter machine and uh, the Action Network app and uh, let's make some money. Let's get this bread. So, uh, you know, this is Joe Delera, Terry Tates, producer Corey, signing out. God bless. Wear your mask. The definition of entanglement. This when you're tangling the sheets. Girl, I know that we don't come in a relationship. You still fucking with me? Yeah, entanglements. There's no need to get in the shades. Entanglements. There's no need to get up with me. Entanglements. There's no need to get in the shades. Shorty leaning on my shoulder, got a question in my willpower Jaded by her beauty, but her reputation real solid Moaning down the hallway, I can't tell you how I feel about it Caught up in the matrix, and I doubt if I can get about it Living like it's no tomorrow, met your boy with open arms Told you all my darkest stories, promised that you won't depart He's a over 40 cars, left me with a broken heart Still I gotta get around, favorite artist, what's too far? Watch a movie, then we freaking, take it up, I'm getting Deep. But do this shit like every weekend Guess I'm just a little secret Entanglement is when a mental lick can tell you trouble Saddest part is I still love you just to keep it simple honest, Don't want no strings attached You just want a nigga that's gon' break your back And have no, I ain't about to play with that We left you man to fuck with me just to pay him back Don't you know that's cold-hearted What you gon' know coming back? Yeah, you're fucking with a youngin' I be doing shit he like Don't do no talking when I see you All you hear is love sounds Going round for round We want a nigga to take you down the definition of entanglement Yes, when you're tangling the sheets Girl, I know that we don't count in a relationship But you're still fucking with me I'm on my way, yeah, I'm up in 
pull up when he there He always take me and you fucking If you see me, he gon' trust Let's be low-key Girl, I know I fucked up your hair Lay you down in here right there Lay you down in here right there That ain't my girl, but I got the key To the crib and to your car To the crib and to her heart She don't wanna label shit, but she need me in her life I don't have to label shit to put it in her lifestyle We gon' keep it poppin', shawty You my little secret It's a lingerie, but I ain't taking off my sleep Yo, it's wrong, but it feels right Yo, it's wrong, but it feels right The definition of entanglement It's when you're tangled in the streets Girl, I know that we don't come in a relationship But you're still fuckin' with me Yeah, entanglement it's when you tangle me in the streets It's when you tangled up with me It's when you're getting into deep Tangled up with me Tangled, tangled in the sheets